Quinn Brewington started Sister Lady Girl out of necessity. She's an award-winning writer and communication strategist who's been in corporate communications and worked for Fortune 500 companies for over 30 years. She, like many of us, returned to school to get her graduate degree, but also like many of us, she was still overlooked in her career. So she decided to take action. She decided to use her knowledge and experience as a corporate communication strategist, social media manager, and content producer to create something outside of her business. She also created a blog as a hobby. That blog was Sister Lady Girl. So what is Sister Lady Girl? It is a space for women who are at a professional or personal crossroads. She started the Second Act Summit, an annual conference devoted to women in midlife. She created the Encore Academy, and she created the Metamorphosis Group Coaching Program for women who want to explore opportunities outside of their full-time jobs, but just aren't ready to take the leap. During this episode, you'll learn why she believes Sister Lady Girl serves as a calling card for women who are at a crossroads who need tools to help them pivot. You'll learn ways she's personally grown now that she is an entrepreneur who is also maintaining her full-time job. You'll learn why she thinks she needed to unlearn some of the harmful behaviors and thoughts many women still harbor. And you'll get more details about her metamorphosis mentoring program for women in their second act. Check out this episode of the Age Has No Limit podcast so you can get to know about Quinn Brewington, communication strategist, mom, wife, entrepreneur, and mentor to many. Thanks for joining the Age Has No Limit podcast. We'll be right back. It's the Age Has No Limit podcast. We're here to show and prove that your age shouldn't prevent you from designing and living the life you want. I'm your host, Patrice Davis. Let's get started. I am so excited to have Quinn Brewington here with me. Quinn, thank you so much for joining the Age Has No Limit podcast. As I said before, really like to make sure that I thank people for taking the time to come and share a little about who they are with the Age Has No Limit podcast listeners. So what we're going to do is I'm going to jump right in and ask you to describe yourself and tell me about what you do. Sure. Um, I'm thankful to be here, by the way. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Um, there's not much to me. I always think of myself as just being, you know, this Southern girl who, you know, is just trying to do the best that I can. But, you know, my name is Quinn Brewington and I am, I've been in the communications game for the last 30 plus years. Um, I still work in the corporate environment as well as being the um, founder of Sister Lady Girl, which I think of as uh, my movement for women over 40. And I'm also the creator of the Second Act Summit, which is the annual conference that um, I started four years ago um, to help women um, who want to make the next phase of their life the best phase of their life. Yeah, and so glad you mentioned both the Second Act Summit and the fact that you're really trying to focus on women who are 40, you know, 40 years and older, um, because, um, you know, it aligns really well with what we're trying to do here at Age Has No Limit podcast. So, but I would love to learn a little bit about where you're from. Um, do you have any siblings? Um, so I'd love to learn a little bit about Quinn before corporate, um, Quinn before her communications career. 
Yeah, so um, I am from a town just outside Orlando called Apopka, Florida. And that's where I was born. That's where I grew up. Um, I was the youngest um, until my mom and dad decided that they wanted to have another kid when I was 19 years old. So um, I have three brothers. Uh, the youngest is 19 years younger than I am. Um, so I ended up uh, going to Florida A&M University um, as a journalism student. And I just loved to write as a kid. I loved to read. Um, I was very, you know, because I had brothers, you know, they didn't want to hang out with me. So I spent a lot of my childhood just um, by myself, just, you know, with me. And so books were my friends. And so I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of writing. Um, and so that's where my love of journalism came in. And I ended up going to Florida A&M and, um, graduated in the early 90s with a PR degree. Oh, wow, interesting. Um, so fun fact, for those of you who aren't aware, my my undergrad was in mass communications. Um, I didn't go to FAMU, but I did go to an HBCU. Um, and so I'm listening to some of the similarities there. And then my daughter, um, I've always loved to read. Um, and I always say I'm proud that I raised readers. Um, but my younger daughter, um, you know, loves to read. And it sounds very similar. You know, books are her friends. Um, so definitely, definitely can, can um, identify with that. Um, so what did you do in the early part of your career? So after you... Uh, received your PR degree what what happened next so I was really driven by what I thought I wanted right mm -hmm. um at that time I don't think I was um sophisticated enough to know you know that I was living out someone else's dream for me versus what I wanted to be you know growing up in the south and growing up in the family that I did I was always taught to, um, you know, do better than the generation before me. And both my parents, they had been to college, but neither of them graduated from four-year college. So for me, that was like my big goal. I needed to graduate from four-year college because that meant that I did just a gosh bit better than my parents did. And so, you know, while I was going through this whole, you know, got me that degree, got you this, got you that, um, I, I saw this movie called um, Working Girl with Melanie Griffith, I think it was. Um, and I just love that movie because to me, it represented, you know, this woman that came from basically nothing. And then she rose through the corporate ranks, you know, using her chutzpah and her smarts. And she became this wonderful executive. And um, none of that happened for me. <laughs> and so I just got like super disillusioned because I was like, oh, it's all been a lie. <laughs> I think that's where I just, the, the wheel started turning for me a little bit. Okay. And once the wheel started turning, tell me a little bit about, you know, the transition. So, you know, for all of us, I think when we realize we need to make a change or maybe what we believed isn't what reality is for us, you know, once you made that decision or may, or uh, let's say come to that realization, describe for me the transition uh, to where you are now or maybe to the first stage of where you are now. Yeah, I think, you know, my transition was slow because again, um, I don't think I even realized that I was going through anything, you know, because I was so used to, um, I was so used to struggle, 
And so for me, struggle felt normal. And so it took a really long time for me to identify, you know, this is not right. This doesn't feel good. And so for many, many years, you know, I went through this whole stage of, you know, just feeling um, resentful, feeling, um, you know, just, just like I was stuck, right? That's the best way that I can describe it. And then I, you know, found out years later that, you know, in your mid forties is when most women start feeling that way. So, um, in some ways, it was comforting to know that this was not a problem that was unique to me. Interesting. Yeah. And I remember you wrote that, you know, despite being an award winning writer and communications, you know, expert, you still felt undervalued at work. Um, do you mind sharing why you felt undervalued? Yeah, I again, it's all about, you know, personas, right? And personas that I thought I should be, you know, and at the end, you know, your authentic you will always be the version that comes out. Everything else looks kind of like fake, right? Um, I have a very, very um, soft-spoken voice. So as we speak right now, I feel like I'm literally screaming, but I think other people hear something completely different than I hear. But I say all that to say that, you know, I have been told many times that I am so soft-spoken. And I think that because I was so soft-spoken, people um, viewed me as being soft. And so um, when it came to, you know, getting the assignments where you needed to dig in or where you needed to be a little bit edgy or harder, you know, I was overlooked because nobody thought that I could handle that because I had this voice and I was soft and I wouldn't do the job. And so, you know, it was like overcoming something that was um, inherently me or, or thinking that I had to overcome something that was inherently me. Um, and it just made me feel as if I wasn't good enough. And so I was being constantly overlooked, um, you know, and again, undervalued because I felt like my ideas were really good and I would speak up in meetings. I would say my ideas and people would say, okay, that's great. But then the next person over at the table would say the exact same thing that I said. And everybody would go, Strange, Strange. And I'm like, Strange. I love that. I love that. <laughs> it, was just, it was wild. It yeah. was wild. And so many experiences like that just kind of continued to make me resentful, continued to make me feel, you know, just angry. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of that was beginning to pour over into my personal life as well as my professional life. And I just felt like, gosh, this is not the person that I want to be. This is not who I thought, you know, I was going to turn out to be and I need to do something different. Well, you know, what you described is, I would say, very similar to a lot of women, definitely very similar to a lot of Black women. 
um, and where they feel like their voices aren't being heard. Um, and it reminds me of a book, and I don't remember the name of the author, um, and I'm, I've been meaning to put that on my reading list. I might actually read it um, and while we're off for the next couple of weeks, and that is I'm Not Yelling. I'm not, I don't know the name of that book, but it's um, basically a book written by a Black woman about you know, the way that she may be perceived because of some of the ways that we express ourselves naturally and how that could be perceived as being aggressive or whatever the case may be. In your situation, it sounds like you were being perceived in the opposite way. And as a result, uh, you know, your ideas, as you said, were being overlooked. Um, so that's very interesting. I don't know exactly what field in communications you work. I think that would probably help. Would you mind sharing exactly what field in communications you work in? No, sure. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I'm a corporate communicator. Um, I have spent my entire um, career working for Fortune 500 companies. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. But the good thing is like you, like many other people launched a business during the pandemic. Um, and so, as you mentioned before, you are the owner of Sister Lady Girl. Tell us what it is in detail and who your target audience is. You mentioned it a little bit at the top. Would love to learn a little bit more. Yeah, so um, Sister Lady Girl was launched, in my opinion, out of pure necessity, right? Um, because during the pandemic, many of the women in my age group, particularly Black women, um, suffered job loss as a result of the pandemic. And we were all sitting here like, oh, gosh, what do I do now? And so, you know, in my opinion, you know, having one job is like not having any job because at any point and it was proven during the pandemic at any point your employer can come to you and say you know what we don't need you anymore and so what happens then you know you've built your entire life you have your family depending on you to do a certain thing and now that's been stripped away um through you know things that were out of your control and so I started thinking about you know how can I gain some more control and so just kind of going back a little bit when I was going through all of this turmoil in my mind about, you know, I need to do something different. Um, that different for me was actually going back to school because I felt, you know, this is me, you know, education is key. And I'd always been taught education, education, education. So my way out was to educate myself. And at this point in time, what I knew about my job was more than 30 years old, right? When I graduated from college, the internet was barely a thing. And now it is the internet of things. Yes. So a lot of my job had to do with that. And so if I wanted to do my job successfully, not succumb to, you know, what many millions of other women had succumbed to by losing their jobs. I need to do something different. And that different for me was going back to school. And so I ended up going back to school and I earned my master's degree. And Sister Lady Girl, which is kind of a website that I started as a blog years ago and didn't take seriously, it kind of became, um, it morphed into um, what it is today, meaning that, you know, it really became my calling card for women who were at a crossroads and they needed somewhere 
to go to find the tools and resources to kind of help them pivot and do something new without having to really, you know, put their finances in jeopardy. So that was the important piece to me is that, you know, a lot of people will tell you, oh, become an entrepreneur, just jump out there and do it. And that's great. But some of us don't want to do that. And for those of us that don't want to, what's the alternative? So this was the alternative for me. Okay, great. And so um, I would love to learn a little bit more about System Lady Girl and that and that alternative. Um, but it, you know, people people can go to uh, Quinn's website, sister sisterladygirl dot com, um, and that's sister with an e r s i s t e r lady l a d y girl g i r l dot com. So no fancy spelling of any of those words. Um, and you'll find you'll find a lot of information. It looks like you've also updated your website site uh and it looks fantastic so um thank you and i'm i'm look i'm eager to dig in and learn a little bit more um so how would you say you've personally grown since you've become an entrepreneur i remember you mentioned at the top you are still employed but now you're also an entrepreneur how would you say you've personally grown yeah i think um for me I have personally grown because I have put systems and processes in place. You know, I am one of those people, I'm creative. I consider myself creative at my core. You know, I've always written, I've always loved to write, I love the written word. And so to move people, to influence people um, with the written word is to me artful. And so that's where I've always kind of like, lived but being in this space where I have this business to run and I also have you know my commitments at the job that's a lot plus I'm a mom and I'm a wife so you know I needed to put some systems and processes in place that would help me keep the ball rolling in all aspects of my life so that you know those people who were going to sister lady girl and looking for the tools and resources would actually be able to get them. And I could actually, you know, continue to um, do what I needed to do on the job as well. So I think for me, um, you know, understanding how to manage all of that, and I'm still not great at it, I'm getting better. Um, but I think that has been like one of the biggest realizations for me is that, you know, um, I needed to actually put some processes in place to help me keep all of this going. Okay. And I'm going to ask a question that, so what you just described was how you function as an, as an entrepreneur. Tell me if you experienced any deeper change because the way you function, one of the things I, I've always said is the way you function as an employee mm -hmm. is very different than the way you function as an entrepreneur mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. So tell me what you think, what has been your, like any inner metamorphoses, using the word of one of your programs, mm -hmm. any inner metamorphosis or metamorphoses, metamorphoses uh, that has happened um, since you're now you know, running your own business, anything deeper that you think has happened that you are open to sharing? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, I am a, you know, how people say when you get to be 40, you just don't give uh, whatever anymore. Um, I still struggle with whether or not I'm one of those people. 
But I think for me, um, getting to this age has really taught me that, you know, as long as I'm on this side of things, as long as I still have breath in my body, you know, I can I can still do it. You know, um, failure to me is just feedback. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've learned over time because I've been super hard on myself to succeed to do all the things that my parents expected me to do growing up. And so for me, um, I think the biggest thing personally that has helped me grow is to unlearn some of the um, unhelpful behaviors and thoughts that I learned as a younger woman. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's where I was at. That's what I was trying to get at. Cause I know that not only are we becoming um, wiser and, and learning about more about who we are as we get older, but we're doing that in addition to running businesses. And so there is, there are, they, there has to be some changes um, on a much deeper level in order for us to be able to not just function in these new spaces as older women and older women who are running businesses, um, but also maybe, uh, you know, sort of shake off some of the expectations that have been hoisted upon us and that we accepted. Um, and what you describe is similar to what I describe as an unboxing process. Uh and, and it's similar to some of the other guests who've shared some information about what others' expectations of them and how they took it on and made it on probably a little bit more than they could have handled. Um, but thankfully, uh, many of them are at a different place where they can shape their lives the way that they want it. So speaking of metamorphosis, please tell us about the metamorphosis program that you created for women. Yeah, so Metamorphosis is my group mentoring program for women who are still working um, and they want to kind of dip their toe into entrepreneurship. And so I created this program to help them create their business idea and bring it to life in a six-week time period. And so we discuss things like, you know, what are your skills and you know what are your interests because those two things they're two different things and i think a lot of us you know in this age category we have been taught to believe or we've grown up to believe that what we do is who we are and there's nothing further from the truth Mm -hmm. so i always say that you know if you're interested in the thing that you do you're the likelihood that you'll have more success um is there but if you're not interested, it's just another job. Yes. So what, what would be the fun in that? You know, um, I really wanted to provide an opportunity for women in my age to leave a legacy, mm-hmm. leave something that is meaningful to them, no matter what it is. You know, we don't judge here. Um, but if it's meaningful to you, then certainly I want to help you bring it to life. So that's what we do in the program that's part of what we do in the program and i like that i like that um and so would you say that you have redesigned your life and and have you done it successfully so yes you're still working and yes you dipped your not dipped your toe you are full-on entrepreneur may not be full-time yet i don't know um but how would you say you redesigned your life yes graduate school any any other thoughts about that life redesign that you took on when you decided to first go to graduate school and then, of course, um, later on, take on entrepreneurship? 
Yeah, I mean, I would say yes, I have completely done um, a redesign of my life. And I did it because I made the decision to do it. And when I tell people that it's just that simple. It is that simple. It be that simple. Now, all of the particulars that come after that, they may be a bit more complicated. Yes. But, you know, the big thing is making the choice to say, I want to do something different. And that has been probably one of the biggest epiphanies. Yes. In my life now that I have experienced, like I have control over my future. I can really speak it into existence. Absolutely. That is what we teach in metamorphosis. You know, we talk about, you know, mind spirals and all the things that we need to unlearn as older women that we have been taught to believe as young girls. And so, you know, there's a lot of mindset work yeah. that we do in the program. And it's just been um, key for me personally as well. Um, because every uh, cohort that we go through, I've learned something new too. I'm still on this journey and will be. Um, I consider myself a lifelong learner and um, I, I have just been enjoying the journey so far. Oh, I like it. I really like it. Um, everything that you just described is something that's relevant um, to me and to a, you know, a number of women that I've had conversations um, with about that very same thing, you know, not just unlearning, but as you said, some mindset shifts. Um, and you've already provided a few. Any other mindset shifts that you can say, um, you know, really propelled you to where you are now? So you've talked about the decision, understanding you can speak the future you want into, um, you know, into reality. Um, it may not, you may not know what that, what the steps to get there, but you were very clear on that vision. Um, you also talked about realizing that you needed to take control by going back to going to graduate school, any other mindset shifts. I think those are pretty good, you know, big ones because it, it, you know, but didn't know if there were any other mindset shifts that you could share. Yeah. I mean, I have this thing that I like to call, um, midlife mindset where, um, it's all about putting things into perspective, which is something that I struggled with early on because if something didn't go my way, it was like the whole world was blowing up. And I think that's a lot of what causes us as women in this age category to, you know, start and stop and start and stop because we still have those expectations about what should and what could and all the things and so um i really try to hone in on having a midlife mindset where you know when i wake up in the morning every morning um i say thank you because it's a blessing it's just a blessing to be here um and so it's exciting to think about what is going to happen during that day because again you may not be you can't control what other people do. You can't control what happens in the world, but you can certainly control how you respond to the things that happen to you. And so it's all about, you know, having the type of perspective, doing the mindset work, talking to yourself and saying, you know, this is what 
I need from me today and really having a conversation with yourself. It sounds crazy um, to some people, but I really do believe that, you know, having those honest conversations with yourself and, you know, really being able to trust your gut, you know, because you know, you know, on the inside, you know, if there's something that's right for you, if it feels wrong for you, you know. And so, you know, being honest with yourself um, and saying, you know, maybe I'm not ready for that yet. It's cool. It's cool. Because guess what? Tomorrow when you wake up, you have another chance to do it again. So that's what I think. And um, I'm so glad you brought that up because one of the things that I have also learned is not just trusting my gut or listening to, you know, be, but also, and, and of course, I, it really, it's for me personally, it's not just trusting my gut and of course, paying attention to my intuition, but knowing my intuition is communicating with me and therefore stopping long enough to listen and then re, you know, you know, redirect my movements. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've personally learned over the past year because there's so many messages that my intuition is sending to me to protect me all the time. And I'm so used to going so fast and ignoring it and then running right into what my intuition was trying to protect me from. Now I'm at the point where I've slowed down long enough to be able to to listen to what it's what is being communicated and then act accordingly. That has happened in in so many ways um, over the past year, and I'm so glad I'm at the point where I can notice that. I don't know if it's because my children are older and I just have more time to really think and focus on uh, on you know this this the way that my spirit is communicating to me. Um, whatever it is, I'm glad you brought that up because it's so true. Listening to your gut knowing when it's talking to you or communicating with you and then responding accordingly. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, so what does an age has no limit life look like to you? Oh, for me personally, it has been just saying yes mm-hmm. to more things. You know, I have been historically a person who, um, because my mindset early on, um, I look back on it now and I recognize that my mindset was, or, or my mindset was very rigid because I was supposed to do this. I was supposed to do that. I was supposed to do, because that's what I was told I was supposed to do. And so, you know, when things come to me now, you know, like we just talked about the intuition and you're getting the downloads that say, hey, instead of going right, maybe you ought to be going left, um, you know. I say yes more to those things when my gut is telling me this is the right move for you. I may not understand it at the moment. And there's been a lot of things that I've been like, ooh, why is this happening? But, you know, just saying that yes and not, you know, sitting there and questioning it to death because you can question it to the point where you just, it will keep you stuck and you'll just sit in it and stew all day. But you know, what's the worst that can happen? I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to just pick back up briefly on that. For those of you who are listening and are in a similar situation, understand that we spend a lot of time questioning it. And as as she as Quinn mentioned, you've got to trust your gut. When opportunities present themselves, don't question that opportunity be more willing to say yes and then step through that door because on the other side of that door could be what you've always wanted. 
So um, thank you um, once again for bringing that up. And so we only have a few more questions for you. I really appreciate this deep dive that we're doing together. Um, do you have a bucket list? And do you mind sharing two items on your bucket list? So I'm a little bit different. I think a little bit differently, I think, than other people. Um, I do not have a bucket list because buckets have bottoms. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to limit myself that way. So, um, you know, saying yes more means that, you know, I will have more people who come to my women's conference. It means that I will have more. I'm so sorry. My dog is going crazy. <laughs> Christmas season deliveries. Yes. I get it. No problem. <laughs> so I apologize for that. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, my thing has been not to limit myself, not to say I have a bucket list because I don't believe that there's a bottom to my potential. I can do as much as I want to do at this point in time or as little as I want to do. And both decisions are okay. It's not if or when, it's and or or. You know, I have choices. And so that's why I don't limit myself to a bucket list. Because again, it puts me back in the mindset of, you know, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. And I'm committed to never going back to that again. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So you're connecting the have to's um, of your former life where you felt you were trapped by those have to's with the have to's of what you think you must accomplish before that's an excellent um that's a very different perspective you're absolutely right a very different perspective um from um what you know like you said others may see a bucket list as the things that i would like to achieve or things i would like to do um but i definitely understand why you would think you know I don't want to put myself in that box. I don't want to say, okay, this is something that I must do. Just be open, right? Um, as you're saying, just, just be open. And you can still accomplish everything on your bucket list. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Um, if that's how you think, that's how you think. And you can still um, pursue those things. But in my mind, I can pursue those things and something else. So I don't want to limit myself. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely understand. Well, I first would love to thank you once again for spending time with us, Quinn, and sharing a little bit more about your background, about your transition to entrepreneurship, um, what what stimulated that transition, um, and what are some of the things that you're, you're trying to accomplish and the ways that you're having an impact on women through the Metamorphosis program. And I believe there's another program as well. I want to make sure I sign. There is another program, correct? I think it's the event and the program itself. Do you mind sharing a little bit more about just making sure we're clear on the two different ways that you work with women? Absolutely. So um, we have the Second Act Summit. Um, which is a conference for women over 40. Um, and, you know, quite as it's kept, some women over 30 come too. Um, but we have been sponsored for the last four years now by Ford. And um, that allows us to extend our reach um, and honestly reach more women with the message of you can and I will. 
And so we bring together women who have done just that in their lives. You know, they take an pivot and they've done something new and they've done it successfully. So this year, we're going to be sharing a lot of those success secrets because I'm a big believer in showing people the how of it versus just saying, you know, I did this and I, nobody cares. You know, at the end of the day, people want to know how can this change my life? How can I do this as well? And so that's what the summit is all about is bringing um, real world examples because anybody who's been around me for any period of time I will say if you can see it you can be it and I know they get sick of hearing me in my um, group but I say it all the time and so we bring in women who have done these amazing things so that the women who attend can see themselves in those women and know that they can do it too Excellent, excellent. And with that, um, we will end. So you all know, go to sisterladygirl.com, learn about her second act summit, about the metamorphosis program, and reach out to Quinn and see how she can help you get to that next level, whatever that next level looks um, like to you. And whether if it's a good fit, please reach out to Quinn and, and, um, and, and, you know, and work with her in, in whatever way uh, works best for the two of you. Um, so again, want to thank you for joining us for the age has no limit podcast. And I look forward to learning and watching you and seeing what else you accomplished with sister ladygirl.com. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate you. You are welcome. You're welcome. This is Patrice Davis, host of the age has no limit podcast. You just watched or listened to the final episode of 2023. This is where we take a break for a few weeks, but you better believe we will be back in January 2024. In fact, we will be back on Thursday, January 11th, 2024, with another exciting episode and another guest sharing their version of a no limit life. One of our guests hosts international retreats around the world. Another designed an app that's taking the business world by storm. And we also have a couple who live and run a business in Hawaii and are living their best lives. I can't wait to share their stories with you. Until then, remember, age has no limit.